1: Life's better with a financial partner like Ameris Bank. From opening your first savings account to funding your kid's
0: college tuition, we're with you. From a flash of a business idea to growing that company just as fast, we're We're with with you. you.
2: From buying a home to tackling the renovations to make it truly yours. We're,
0: we're with, with
1: you. you. You have
0: big plans, financial questions,
1: and decisions to make. And for every idea, life goal, and new venture, we are with, with you, you all the way. way. Visit Amerisbank.com
0: slash with you to get started. Ameris Bank, Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
1: This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. Attention
3: Homeowners, due to upcoming government regulations, the current energy efficiency ratings for HVAC systems will change. Current inventory cannot be sold after December 31st. As the year 2023 starts, customers can expect to pay an average of 30% more for a new HVAC unit that will meet the new government regulations. So what does this mean for you, the customer? There's no better time to purchase a new HVAC system.
1: Triple A Heating and Air must empty their warehouse to make room for the new systems. No deals will be turned down. With their
3: 15-year parts and labor warranty plus guaranteed financing, they have made it possible for anyone to get a new system. Call today and enjoy your new home comfort as quickly as tomorrow, but you can only get this special deal by calling 803-677-1500. Triple A Heating and Air wants to give you their best deal possible on a new HVAC unit, but you have to call today, 803-677-1500, and tell them you heard about this deal on 1075 The Games Gamecock
1: Central podcast. Triple A, and when you need us, Triple A Heating and Air
0: the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Fireman with Pearson Fowler. This has been in the works for a while. We're really excited to officially have the Gamecock
3: Central Hour. Chris Clark. And J.J. has accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl already, which is awesome, uh, the recent Senior Bowl. And Wes Mitchell. Um, I think he's well above 200
1: in the, like, the 210 range. Uh, um, a dude in the weight room, too, like from a strength standpoint.
0: On the home, home of, of the, the Gamecocks. Gamecocks 107.5 The Game. The Game a dude in the weight
2: room indeed he even came in today with his gym bag that's Wes Mitchell Pearson Fowler here Preston Chris also here it's the Gamecock Central takeover hour on 107.5 the game appreciate you making us a part of your morning uh, no Gamecock game to talk about this weekend but plenty of other high profile games around the country in college football the second time in the history of college football that we've had three teams at least five and zero meeting each other On the same day, an incredible weekend of college football ahead. We'll also talk to Wes and Chris about Carolina at the midway point of the season. Not quite a report card, but just get some sort of general evaluations as Carolina looks uh, to the back half of its schedule. A little tougher than the first half of its schedule, but set up nicely now that they've gotten to four and two after that big win against Kentucky. Uh, Before we uh, dig any deeper into this, going to go ahead and give you guys a chance to win some money.
0: It's time for your chance to win $100 and qualify for the $25,000 grand prize in our $25,000 signing bonus contest. Just text the following national keyword to 95819. Your national keyword to text is... Guys, we
2: did it. It's a sign. The national keyword is BREAD. B-R-E-A-D. Text that national keyword
0: to 95819. Standard text messaging rates may apply. Please don't text and drive. The $25,000 signing bonus contest
1: on 107.5
2: The Game. Is there anything better than bread? (sighs)
3: Sliced bread. I don't like sliced bread. (laughs) Always think of a... Jimbo Fisher now got sliced bread Slice out bread. there. Saying oh, oh, yeah. bread. Yeah. I thought you were gonna
2: say SpongeBob when Squidward gets excited because the grocery store has canned bread and <laughs> the label says the best thing since sliced bread.
3: <laughs> Favorite breads go. Oh, uh, man, that is tough. Give me uh, some s- of that brioche. Brioche, brioche is Whoa. good. Uh, brioche I like, like dessert s- like uh, toasted sourdough. Toasted it's amazing. sourdough. Ciabatta pretty good. Wow, I'm
2: I'm like freaking out right now. I'm put on the spot. Ciabatta is my deal. That's I'll, that's the one.
3: I will roll with ciabatta.
4: I mean, all of these are all they're all good. Can't right? go yeah. wrong. Yep.
2: Yeah. But I'll go with ciabatta. Well, I eat just like bread, like just some bread every day. Mm-hmm. And that's my favorite. Just white bread, mm-hmm. four ingredients, the best. But maybe like focaccia. Something like that. Okay. A little herb, olive oil action. I love it all, and I would be remiss in saying,
4: Pearson, you make extremely good tasting bread.
2: Thank you. It's it's, chewy. It has been. It's, it's awesome. Years in in the making of of many many loaves that were just completely inedible. I'm I'm happy with what I got now. What's your favorite bread?
4: I think uh, I, I would say uh, all all aboves are mentioned. I'm I'm good with any of them. Uh, probably bun would be brioche. Mm. Bread would be some sort of like five
2: grain-ish type of deal. With the seeds on the outside? Yeah.
4: Or seeds through it too. Okay. You can go with a little seeded seeded bread too. But it's all great and bad for you at the same time.
2: Not if you make it right. Not if you make it right. if you make it right. Um, and,
4: And to be honest... With a fried fish sandwich or just a piece of white bread, light bread, delightful.
2: Yeah. Well, white bread with like a, like some Nashville hot chicken. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Nashville hot chicken. And they put the white bread like on oh. the chicken. So you're like, oh, here's this beacon of hope and all this spiciness. Let me eat this white bread. And it's like just drenched in the hot chicken sauce. Mm. So I guess to come back around, is there anything better than bread? You'd be hard pressed to find an argument from me. Sandwiches, tartines, toast, fresh cinnamon bread. I'm trying to think, I made something with oh, uh, French toast with brioche. Yes, out of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh texted us says Jewish rye, very specific
4: mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I can't do it in general. It's gonna have to be on like a Reuben or some deal like yep. that. I not in general. I don't enjoy it generally. But yeah.
2: I, that, that's time the one and place, thing. though. Yeah, I don't eat a lot of darker breads. I don't eat rye. I don't eat pumpernickels. The only thing that I, the only breads that I eat regularly that are dark in color are banana bread and pumpkin bread, which are also just cake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else, West Chris? Yeah, y- y- y'all don't seem as enthusiastic about bread as we are. Our keyword was bread. We have an yeah. opportunity to just talk about bread.
1: I mean, I was good at the beginning. Now I'm kind of over. It. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've said my
2: West. West, West, West my piece. definitely uh, like his limits. His carbs guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I need to be. I'm not. I'm really not. Okay.
2: Um, all right. Well, since Josh texted in, uh, wonderful nomination for bread being the best. Let me go ahead and ask Josh. Asked wanted me to ask you two this question yesterday. He wanted to know on a scale of I forgot the scale, but let's go zero to Spencer Rattler. Where is Luke Doty six games into the 2022 football season?
1: That's a tough scale. Um, let's see. I mean, it's it's hard to say to be honest without being able to watch practice. But I I think the little bit we've seen from Luke, plus adding what you hear you know, behind the scenes, plus what you hear publicly from the coaches is that Luke is much more comfortable in this scheme than he was this time last year. He looks, to me, again, limited time to be 100% healthy. Like, it it looks like he's gotten his explosiveness back uh, when he's taken off running in his limited action this year. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily that far off, Um from what we've seen on the field. Uh, I think I think the thing with Rattler you're always going to have to sort of say is just the, the arm talent, like the NFL arm, the ability to get the ball out so quick with such velocity um, is going to be hard for anybody else on the roster to touch. But um, I, I think if Doty had to go into a game, then South Carolina would feel pretty good about him putting them in a position to win the game, I, I think is maybe the best way I could say it. Hmm. It's
2: also an interesting scale because typically you get like one to ten. And Spencer one to Ryder bread, basically. through six games has not been a ten. He's been, I don't know, like a four. So I guess Luke Doty on a scale of one to Spencer could also be like better or a one or a three. I don't know, Chris. How would how would you answer that question? Let's pretend Josh is standing right there.
3: I don't think I don't think I get. You said Spencer's a four.
2: Well, I, I don't know. I don't, just I'm yeah, just throwing I a number out. Yeah. It's it's not a it's not really a scale of 1 to 10. It's a scale of Josh Yellman's creation.
3: <laughs> yes. Um yeah, I mean, I I I definitely I'm on the same page with Wes and what he's saying, you know, where I think South Carolina would be comfortable. It the thing that is evident is there was very much a feeling that Luke has made a jump from at least in the coach's minds. Now he hasn't been out there except for a little bit of mop-up duty. So in that way, you never fully know how a guy's going to play until he's out there again. Um, and we haven't ever seen like we haven't seen like a fully realized version of Luke Doty ever, because mm-hmm. he's either been in an objectively horrible situation, you know, interim staff, offense that's struggling, true freshman, bounce back and forth between two different rooms or last year where he has a foot injury in the preseason and is clearly not himself, even when he does return to action until he gets shut down later in the year. So we haven't been able to, and different offenses, right? So like he just hasn't had the opportunity to develop. So I think this year off the field, sitting waiting his turn has been really positive for him. Um, And so we'll, we'll see, but it, it is pretty clear that the staff feels like he's made, you know, pretty big jumps. So I don't think there's like some just the grand canyon between the two guys, but Spencer's the clear starter and Luke they feel like has made a lot of strides. Let me
1: um restate my uh my normal Luke Doty diatribe that I go on. <laughs> and I, I was a little bit uh and this is going off what Chris said too, but I was a little bit um I don't know my word, but it, it was kind it was kind of messed up in my opinion, how a certain portion of the fan base just jumped all over Luke and some of the things that was said about him last year um, when he was clearly playing not healthy and when you're talking about a guy a lot a lot of times you're four and five star quarterbacks which Luke was a mid four star guy a lot of times they've played a lot of football at quarterback Luke that was just not the case he came in kind of as like an upside guy but that had not played a ton of quarterback his sophomore year of high school he was moved to wide receiver because they had a senior at quarterback. He did play his full junior year. His senior year, he got hurt midway through the season and missed the final half of his senior year in Mm -hmm. high school. And then he comes in, and what do they do? They say, hey, go play some wide receiver. They give us this big thing about, hey, he's one of the best playmakers on the team, but then he plays like six snaps um, in the first half of the year. And then his first action – um, they literally told him as they were jogging back out onto the field the second half against Missouri, hey, you're going in. <laughs> it wasn't even like, hey, let's spend this 20 minutes to get Luke mentally prepared to go in at halftime. It was, hey, you're in. Um, in a COVID year. So I, I don't think we have seen, because of all those reasons, we have not seen Luke Doty get his chance to actually kind of ease into the college game and go play like he was never a guy that should have been put in a spot where he was going to have to make an extremely early contribution to this program but that's just what happened that's how it played out and um, I'm kind of interested to see what he can be with a full season you know under his belt behind Rattler and and he's had a different quarterbacks coach um, from the I mean you go back he was originally offered by kurt roper so he uh he was offered by one quarterbacks coach he signed with a second quarterbacks coach he had a third quarterbacks coach his first year and then he had um a second or a fourth quarterbacks coach his I, i've lost count is the my brain can't even fathom it anymore hmm. point being it's been a different guy every year until this year
2: huh it's, it's it's almost impossible to be around as long as he's been around and, and have so little information on somebody. It's kind of interesting. So I don't know what that means for the rest of the season. Like you said, Spencer's a starter. He seems pretty clearly so. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much uh, we're going to see Luke Doty in the back half of the season other than maybe Carolina being really, really up or really, really down in some games. But just wanted to ask that uh, for Josh, because it's the open week and an opportunity to talk about some of those evaluations. Uh, I remember Shane Beamer was asked before, for, oh, I think it was before the Kentucky game just about Luke's redshirt because at that point he had played in four games and there was some I guess there was some question hey you know do you feel like this is an opportunity to get him an extra year and I was like no I mean, he's the backup you gotta you gotta have a backup so that was answered asked and answered pretty quickly but it was just I guess last week that the redshirt potential for this year was burned but um, in any case eight hundred three we'll come back to that uh, like I said, it is the open week, so we have an opportunity to to take a step back, talk a little bit about Carolina. We'll talk about some of the other games around the SEC as well. A lot of interesting matchups, uh, in my opinion. But want to hear from you guys on a football Friday, 803-404-6100. Text line, you can get us in the Love Chevy phone line, and you can get all of us on Twitter, at Pearson Fowler, at Coach P Tweets, at Wes Mitchell GC, and at
0: GC Chris Clark. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen, with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell, on the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 the, the Game.
2: 11.20
0: Friday morning on a football Friday, and welcome back
2: into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Pearson, Preston, Wes, Chris, here with you. Stonefire non. Also... Um, As a, see, a bread nomination? Uh, yeah, another another non-suggestion. Let's go. So let's yep. Brush it down with olive oil, grill it for a few minutes each side. Got the rolls at fats with honey butter. Ooh, Haven't had those specifically.
1: What? Yeah. Whew. Hey, the Texas Roadhouse, honey butter and yeah, They're and on bread. par. They're on par. Ooh. Very similar.
2: Uh, also a nomination for Hawaiian rolls. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Really good. Bread, folks, bread. So naan and flatbread, though, like we we will make a, a naan or a pita or something at least once a week for a curry or whatever. Really good, really really good. Um, finally, kind of not perfecting, but getting ready. Like if, for a while, we were just getting like one giant bubble for whatever reason. Now we get the little bubbles, the nice texture, a little crispy. Mm. So good. What I really want, because you see, like. When they're making street food and places around the world where flatbreads are more common and they have those huge clay ovens and they just slap the dough on the inside, like the side and the inside and it just sticks and turns into magnificent bread. Um, against the walls? Yeah.
4: Yeah. 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 I want to get
2: one of those, but I don't know if it'll fit in our kitchen or if it's practical <laughs> at all. But man, I love flatbread. I love bread. Bread is the theme of today's show. Uh, also talking Carolina football, we'll get back into Wes and Christian's thoughts on the offense through the first six games of the season. Uh, but first, Wes wants to remind everybody what they can do if they have to move and don't want to have a terrible experience moving.
1: Yeah, if you put one of those big old ovens into your kitchen and your wife says, get out, move out, um, leave, I'm done with you, uh, you can call Gamecock Moving or you can just go to GamecockMoving.com if you want to call them or text them. It's 803-814-3569. I don't know about you guys, but I have made a uh, a promise to myself that I will never actually move again, as in physically be the person to move my stuff. So uh, this last time I had to move, I hit up Gamecock Moving. They literally come out. They pack up your things for you. They bring a team out. They put it on the truck. They take it to the new property. They pull it off the truck. Then they set it up in your new house exactly where you want it. It is a very, um, I would say low effort which is what you're looking for if you're moving uh thing on your part they do all the effort for you and right now if you tell them that you heard about them right here on this show the gc takeover hour 107.5 you get a discount as well they will treat your belongings as if they were their own again 803-814-3569 gamecock moving gamecockmoving.com
2: chris who has been who or what has been the most pleasant surprise for south Carolina's offense this year
3: Jalen Brooks, I would say. Cool. Good one. <laughs> cool. Ding. ding. Yep. Thank you. I'll ding it. Very good. Chris was all elaboration. over that one. Just Jalen Brooks. Yeah, no, no context. No, I mean, I think he was a little bit of the forgotten man. He he was away from the team for a little while, obviously. And then you had the fact that, you know, Josh Van was coming back um there was some talk about some of the other guys that not just talk but you know legitimate feeling of some of the other guys that were already on the roster you know having good springs taking steps forward and then of course you add in the two transfers and juice wells and cory rucker rucker injured in preseason so hasn't been as much of a factor as probably he would have been um but brooks kind of quietly put together a really good preseason um camp and so when he came in, it was kind of this feeling of, all right, don't forget about Jalen Brooks, you know, and then season comes along. You remember the depth chart comes out and there's a Jalen Brooks or Josh fan and, mm-hmm. oh, an or, and he's ended up playing, you know, I think he and juice are one and two in snaps at receiver. And he's made a lot of plays in a variety of ways. He's been a downfield threat, um, little, the little crossing routes, the drag routes. He's been really good on those, um, He's shown reliable hands, which is something that you know he needed to become more consistent with yeah, so a couple of catches in traffic this
2: year, yep, yep, well when the depth chart came out, it was like Jalen Brooks or Josh Van, like what in the world? now it's like Jalen Brooks or Josh Van, but for the complete other reason it's it's when we kind of predicted our two deeps, I guess a couple of weeks before the season, I was going over in my head the wide receivers or not not in my head, it was out loud, and I was like. Is there anybody I'm forgetting? And, and Wes was like, uh, you haven't mentioned Jalen Brooks. And I was like, is he even on the team? You're like, yeah. And now he's the second-best wide receiver, so that's a good one. Um, I, well, well, let's do it like this. Chris, go ahead and give me uh, your most disappointing or underwhelming part of the offense this year. Uh, turnovers. That's easy. Cool. All right. Wes, what is the most – Well, what? how did I ask it to you, Chris?
1: Most disappointing. No, no, no. Not the underwhelming. First one.
2: Was it best or most surprising or – how did i ask it
1: yes <laughs> most surprising i feel like is <laughs> sure. yeah, what I you were going it. for yeah. yeah uh team or offense only
2: uh off offense only but it can be an individual performance or a, a facet of the game that you've been impressed with
1: okay um i mean jalen's probably the easy answer but i want to give something different um i will probably say just how much nate atkins has been involved hmm. and I think he's been pretty helpful in the running game. Um, obviously, he doesn't get thrown the ball uh, much at all. But, you know, they, they've really kind of, I would say, gone all in on this thing of let's put two tight ends on the field. Let's uh, get a bigger guy out there and, and become a run-first offense as uh, Preston cheers beside me. I think Preston secretly
2: um, wishes he was a tight end. <laughs> Not a bad job. Yeah,
1: I think Preston could have been a great tight end. Tiger um, Fullback. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'll I'll say Nate, and then um, just off of that, the the running game in general, I I feel like compared to last year, on the whole, has uh, ha- has been improved. Most disappointing. I I would just say the overall explosiveness slash passing game side of the offense. Like I I expected it to be just more consistent, more efficient. Um, I don't think that's necessarily because of any one thing or person, but overall, I I expect a, a bit more from just the overall passing game. Hmm. Preston, I w-
4: I'm a to add on to that. I think it's more s- not disappointment, but having to maybe recalibrate what success was for the offense. I think we were under the impression that it was going to be one way with Spencer sort of lighting the scoreboard up and showing his arm talent, which he obviously has, but we haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even sure that that's the actual way that the team should proceed forward in, uh, in, in find the success. So I guess if there was going to be a disappointment is that we haven't seen those sort of over-the-top fireworks, but I'm not sure that that's even the way that we should go forward.
2: Hmm. So what's been your most uh, like pleasant surprise or positive that you've seen from the offense in the first six games? A
4: uh, pleasant surprise would be Juice Wells. Okay, and I, I'm pleasantly surprised because as as well as he did at that lower level, you, I don't think you can ever make guarantee that it's going to translate mm-hmm. into the SEC. And for that to actually translate and probably be even
2: better than we than we as good as advertised or better is really nice to see. I'm guessing none of y'all went surprise, like pleasant surprise on Marshawn Lloyd because you were just expecting him to be a beast? I Because I don't want to say pleasant surprise. I think I was just hoping that this would happen. Like, yeah.
4: Really, really hoping that would happen. And yeah. I'm not surprised, okay. but I'm really glad that it's happening. Yeah. I, uh,
1: go ahead. I, I will say, they're, they're, uh, being completely honest here, like there was that little part of me in the back of my head where I, um, I kind of wondered, like, all right, is, is his skill set going to translate against SEC competition? Because... I felt like early on there were some runs where he barely got tripped up, or some runs where it felt like he didn't quite see what was in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was going, okay, you know, at the high school level, he's just fast, explosive, um, probably a load to hit at that level. Like he's a shorter guy, but mm-hmm. he's got some some uh, bulk to him, and uh, you know, so I was sitting there saying. It, you know, is it all going to come together for him? And even after we saw it against Charlotte, I was kind of wondering, you know, what what exactly is this going to look like against SEC competition? I, I am higher on Marshawn Lloyd than I ever have been after watching the Kentucky game because I thought he ran through some tackles in between the offensive tackles, like inside running where... He's just having to break a tackle from a true SEC linebacker against a good, solid SEC defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I I I would throw him into the, I don't want to say surprised category, yeah. but definitely the category of um, I wasn't completely saying he's arrived yet or going to arrive until I saw it for myself, and I, I think we have seen that come together for him.
2: Yeah, surprises aside, I mean, I think he's got to be one of the, I mean, if not number one, one of the top two or three just, positives that you have seen from carolina's offense in the first half of the season uh we'll talk a, about a few more kind of suggestions here and, and evaluations of the first half of the season also do want to get your thoughts uh wes and chris uh, preston and i already had our picks but some big interesting sec games this week in mississippi state and kentucky of course alabama and tennessee and it is a friday which means no carolina game but we're still going to buy or sell, so we got that coming up for you as the gamecock central takeover hour
0: continues It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen, with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell on the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game.
2: 11.35, Friday morning, and welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Pearson, Preston, Wes, Chris here with you, talking a little Carolina football here today. No Gamecock game this weekend but an opportunity at the midway point of the season to evaluate what's been working for the offense, what's not been working for the offense. Uh, We'll do the defense on Monday, some report cards. Preston and I are going to be doing what is, what is good, and what is possible. We'll get you guys to chime in on that as well, but there are a lot of other games, a lot of other good games around this weekend. I don't know if y'all heard this earlier or if you've maybe seen this floating around, but this is just the second time in the history of college football that there will be three sets of games between two teams that are at least 5-0. Five and zero sounds like a specific stat, but you got Penn State five and zero against six and zero Michigan. You have six and zero Alabama against five and zero Tennessee and five and zero Oklahoma State against five and zero TCU. Incredible, incredible. So let's go ahead and start with the uh, the marquee matchup of the weekend of my life. Uh, let me ask it like this, actually: um, Which one of you two is older?
1: I am by. Uh, oh, really? A little bit, I think. Okay, okay. not by much.
2: Wes, has a Tennessee Alabama game ever mattered in your life?
1: surely yes 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 (laughs) yes but i don't remember it
2: okay all right cool so this is new for you as well um this is trickier than you think because at a time
4: when tennessee was good alabama wasn't good right Mm. and so that question is a little bit slippery a little bit more slippery than you would think it is actually so when do you remember those games mattering I, I don't. You I, don't? I, I Maybe. I, may, I The assumption is that at, at a time it did, but I'm looking at the cross-section of when both teams were, were yeah. good, and I don't know how much overlap there's been in the past, obviously the past 10 well, years. That's
2: interesting considering those two schools have pitched the biggest freaking fit about not wanting to do away with that rivalry. That hasn't meant anything to either one of those schools in 50 years.
3: Chris, do you have, do you have something? I had. I didn't know this, so I looked it up. Do you all know what the streak is right now? Fifteen straight for wow. Alabama. That's crazy. Fifteen straight. Fifteen straight. The last win, two thousand six. Philip Fulmer was the coach. So that for was Tennessee. the year before Lane Kiffin. Mike Shula was the Alabama. Oh wow, head coach. That that was not a good Tennessee team either, was it? I don't think so, because so in two thousand five, Carolina that was the year Carolina beat them for the first time. Didn't Tennessee win an overtime game in 'o six? That was that that was... No, that would have been 07 was the one that they won, I think. Because 2005 was in Knoxville. The one they won in overtime where Ryan Suckup missed a kick was also in Knoxville. So it had to be 07. I've I've memory-hold what happened in 2006, I guess. (laughs) Do you remember Um, what? Win, win, lose. Probably not a draw.
1: (laughs) It was not a draw. (laughs) I think Savelle started that game. I think that was when they were sort of going... Back and forth between Seville and Blake Mitchell. Tennessee won. It was, a, it was a
3: cold night game. 31 to 24. Hmm.
2: Close game. Sounds like it. In any case, we have a game right. that is actually very, very interesting between these two. Bryce Young's health looms over the game, seems like it's trending towards him playing. Uh, how close to 100% he is. I guess remains the looming question mark there, but we're going to tie this in with our buy or sell. I don't know how you want to do this, other than maybe Wes. Are you buying <laughs> that Tennessee is only seven points worse than Alabama right now?
1: Um. All right. So I don't. My brain can't even fathom that question. So are, are we? Let's let's pick the games. This is buy or sell, but let's say it the way. It could be understood. So I don't know um, how to do that. Well, I, I got you. Um, <laughs> did you already give picks on this earlier? Yeah, Preston and I picked. Did you all pick against the spread or yeah. straight up? Yeah, against the spread. Okay, well. Um, we can do whatever you want. This is a different different hour. Okay. Um, I'm seeing it at 7.5 right now, but seven I, I think seven, 7 is a more interesting conversation. So right. are you are all buying that Alabama wins this game by more than 7 points?
2: Yes. I said no. I like Tennessee in the points. Now, we were picking it at seven, so Preston might feel great about Alabama at seven, but not seven and a half. Yeah, true. But he likes, he likes both of them. I'm
3: with both of them. think he's going to win by at least eight. What do you think, Chris? I will, I will sell. I think it'll be closer than seven. Okay. Um, I'm
1: selling as well. Anybody buying that Tennessee wins, bonus, anybody buying that Tennessee wins straight up, anybody willing to go full-on Tennessee upset? Don't you dare do it,
2: Tennessee. <laughs> you know what? Drew texted me after the segment. He's like, I don't even think Preston went to, uh, went to Carolina with all of his, his Clemson <laughs> proclivity. So you know what? Because you've picked Clemson like three times in our pick segment this week, I'm going to pick Tennessee to win
1: outright. Well, you're still in uh, my thunder. I was going to do the same. Uh, okay. But, yeah, all right. So, Jeff Heupel, he's here. Jeez. We got two UT upsets on the board. Me and Pearson. Um, That's exciting. Speaking of Clemson, let's go on over to that game. All right. Are you, The line right now is three and a half. Are y'all buying that Clemson wins this game by four or more? Yes. Yes. Bye, no. bye, bye. Sell. Pearson huh. sells. Um, Will you go Florida State? Absolutely. I said Florida State has one
2: upset in them this week. They should have had it last week against NC State. They squandered the opportunity, but they still have one upset in them. That's this week.
1: Okay. You, you'll you get bonus points in our non... Uh, we don't actually have points in this, but you'll get yeah. bonus points. Good. For, if you get both those right, uh, that'll be impressive. I I will buy... I will buy FSU... Keeping it close, but without the upset. Preston doesn't like it.
2: Hey, is this an emotional hedge? For me, yeah. Uh, what do you mean? I, like, as in, if Clemson wins and covers, then you're at least right, and if they lose, you're happy anyway.
4: I don't like. I don't think I'm not with Florida
1: State. Mm. Something about Mike That's Norvell fair. and crew. I'm there. Eh. Yeah, you're not there. Not there yet. Okay, Michigan, Penn State, uh. Currently Michigan favored by seven. So are y'all buying Michigan by more than seven?
2: Preston and I both bought khakis last hour. You can hedge if you want.
4: I'm not hedging, man. I think Jane Franklin's a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> give me
2: give me uh
3: give me a hardball. Christopher. Wes, you wore your khakis. I did. Khakis. I didn't. But I'm taking Michigan.
2: Oh, dusting out the khakis that. for tomorrow. It's good. So we, we all,
3: y'all, y'all think it's going to be close at all? I've got Michigan not big. I've got Michigan comfortable.
4: The more important question is what time is that game? Because I, I can't think of a team, a, trainer, a game it's between new. two more highly ranked teams that I've really don't want to watch. Really? <laughs> it's a mimosa game. <laughs> Does anybody really want to watch Michigan and Penn State? I'm kind I mean, of excited. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Well, what, what? what are
2: the other noon games? Um, You got
1: Auburn Ole Miss. Give me that
2: one. Oh, yeah. Really? I do like Lane Train. I'll watch any Ole Miss game.
3: You can watch Miami, Ohio and Bowling Green. Ooh. Big time. Yep. Lane Kiffin's going to have a loser-leave town game with himself <laughs> if, if he loses <laughs> If he loses, he's going to take the Auburn job. If he wins, he stays at Ole Miss.
1: Oh god, <laughs> it's going to be the reverse. Like yeah. he's going to just get on a plane as as opposed to being left at the tarmac. He's going to yeah. be like, all right, all right, guys.
2: That's awesome. I am not cutting a new promo today, but I wish I were because that would be in there. That's a that's a that's a, that's a gem. Okay, wait, uh, Wes. I'm making us pick one because I want to know your thoughts on the Mississippi State Kentucky game. I don't even know what the spread is. That's a fascinating game for me between two like traditional bottom, uh, bottom dwellers that are both trying to punch above their weight and, and like, get into the upper crust of their respective divisions.
1: Yeah, um, the line, wow, the line has jumped. The line is Mississippi State minus four. Hmm. i tell you all what. I think Mississippi State is pretty good. Um, yeah. I, I, I will buy Mississippi State both to win the game and to win the game by more than 4. I think I think they're going to win by about 7
3: or 8. Christoph. Kentucky straight up. Hmm. Against the Grain. Nothing more than a feeling. That's I usually use nothing more than a feeling. Hmm. Right, we're not we don't have advanced <laughs> advanced knowledge unfortunately. I I just I, and the reason I say more than, like, just to feel, like, on paper, like, probably everybody should pick Mississippi State. I Why just probably? Well, they Levis the future Tom Brady. They look good yeah, they do. this year. I just, I think I'm kind of banking on Kentucky defensively, like, causing some issues for them, turnovers. The best quarterback in the history of NFL projections <laughs> No, 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 just, just all football, all yeah. levels. Flag, arena, Canadian, European. Yep. Best prospect ever. But he if he plays, he does make a difference, obviously. So
2: I have a weird feeling that Mississippi State's gonna roll in this game. Okay. Like forty one to twenty. Ooh. I don't know why. That's I, what
3: they've been doing to people.
2: I, I, yeah, mean, I guess you so know, a lot of times. But Kentucky's defense is good. Right. Right. I just I don't know. I have a weird feeling. I think it's just the the matchup problem. Is such an unusual offense. It's like trying to prepare for a triple option. You know, it's like you you see this kind of offense once a year. Even though they have been running it more, it's still. I mean, they're like they have one tackle on each hash. Like that's that's what their splits are. It's ridiculous.
1: How has uh, does anybody know if if Mississippi State stops the run this year? Like I haven't watched enough of them to know. Any any ideas? Medium, because I I feel like. Kentu- now this this game is in Kentucky. It is a night game. I gotta say, I was pretty impressed with Kentucky's atmosphere against South Carolina. So I I think that could that could be a factor here. I, I think I think it's going to be tighter than okay than you think.
2: Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm probably wrong. I normally am. I'm I'm uh I'm eight fifteen and two of my Mason Dixon lines picks this year. So don't pick Whew. with me. Yeah.
1: Preston, what you got?
4: Who do I have? I mean, who? I, obviously, I want Kentucky to win, and I think I want Kentucky to win so that our win feels better in hindsight.
1: So, give me Kentucky. There you go. Cool. That was buy or sell. Is there, is there anything else that anybody wants to throw into the buy or sell? Are you going to be buying
2: buying or selling any elephant ears this weekend?
1: Ooh. I won't be this weekend, but at some okay. point, I will be buying or I will be buying some fried Oreos. <laughs>
4: Sell elephant ears. (laughs) Sell them all.
1: (laughs) Buy all the funnel cakes you can. What topping? Uh, You know, powdered sugar is cool. Okay. Keep it classic.
2: Wes likes the strawberry jelly?
1: No, chocolate
2: all the way. Okay, yeah, chocolates. You know, I, I, I take the funnel cake, I get the little squirt bottle of chocolate, and then I put the funnel cake in the trash can, and then I squirt the chocolate in my mouth.
1: That's how that works. So you just paid $15 to <laughs> squirt chocolate in your mouth.
4: Yeah, pretty much. To all, to old big big <laughs> elephant ears. He he did it to
3: prove a point. <laughs> do,
1: you look, uh, do you look him in the eye
3: as you throw <laughs> it in the trash? Yeah, yeah. I have an interesting uh we don't have to make this official by ourselves, but a game that caught my eye in the line that caught my eye. Tell us about it. Kansas Oklahoma. Oh yeah, I yes, saw this. Yes, yes. Okay. The, the the line that they've got on ESPN's schedule here, Oklahoma minus nine. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
2: Yeah. I think it opened at a touchdown. I, that's just Jalen Daniels being out, I guess. That's what I'm thinking. Which is tough. I mean, when you lose one of the more productive starting quarterbacks yeah. in college football this year.
3: That's an interesting line. What's, yeah. what's everybody's pick? I, I have no
1: idea what Kansas has behind Jalen Daniels. Um, Jason Bean. Probably
3: normal what,
2: Kansas football players. <laughs> This is easy pick. This got to be Kansas. Really? Yeah.
4: This is easy. Oh, not based on any of just the trajectory of what the teams are doing right now. Yeah, that's true. I don't see that getting corrected. Forty nine to yeah. zero. <laughs> that's that team's in, is in trouble. Not saying the program or whatever, but yeah,
2: as where it stands right now, I don't know if I'm it's just getting wondering better. if we're gonna look back at a five and seven Kansas season and be like, hey, remember when they were undefeated?
4: Uh, I mean that I I still think that's on the table.
2: Yeah.
3: But I guess at five and seven, that's what Oklahoma's kind of looking at right now too. Is maybe five and seven? Yeah, I mean they're basically switching quarterback because they're not switching quarterbacks. I misspoke. They're one team is losing their really good quarterback and one team is getting their really good quarterback back because Dylan Gabriel is supposed back, to play back, yeah. for Oklahoma yeah. and that makes you know somewhat of a difference. He doesn't play defense for him, which has <laughs> been yeah. a problem. Any time. Well, hold on, hold on. We, we got to take a break.
0: Gamecocks Central, Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs founded by Fireman with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark and Wes Mitchell on the home of the Gamecocks 1075 The Game.
2: A couple minutes left here on a fr- Friday Football Friday. Pearson, Preston Wes, West Chris here with you with the Gamecocks Central Takeover Hour. We're going to wrap up some buy or sell. Also want to remind you guys that you can keep listening to 1075 The Game and you'll have more chances to win tickets to go see Sticks. So, Chris, you can tell your dad to tune in if he doesn't already, and he can win some tickets to go see his favorite band. Or is that Wes' dad's favorite band?
3: No, I was just, I mean, uh, sorry to make you feel awkward. My my dad passed in 2018. Oh, I'm <laughs> but, sorry. I didn't but, know that. No, no, no. You're fine. Uh, it. I always think of my dad, though, with Sticks. Uh, that was his favorite band. What was that song they had?
1: Everybody got like, to Mr. Roboto?
3: Like, uh, the Well, they did have that one, which is it's not a good song. <laughs> Terry came down yesterday when we were talking about sticks, and I told him that. I was like, that was my dad's favorite band. And he was like, oh, God, dude. I was like, no, no, no. My You're dad about had Comes good taste. You're
2: talking about Renegade? Uh, no, Lady. You just oh, put it in my head. There's okay. a song
3: they do called Lady that was his favorite song. Um, Not sure other than that much, but yeah. My dad has a really, he had a sweet record collection. That's so cool, Michael Jackson Thriller oh, original wow. record. Yes, Finals are back.
2: It's
4: so it's, they are. It's so sad that you know i be like, uh, here, Baby Thorn. Here's my Spotify collection. You know, like <laughs> it's gonna be so baby th- disappointed.
3: I, I made
2: you a playlist.
3: Yeah, that's so. I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you my password. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> you like so, Wrap it so, up, type yeah, it out and wrap that's, it. That's garbage.
2: And yeah, not a physical. That, you've, you've talked about this before. Music, uh, music's not physical anymore. Mm. It's very sad. Mm. Um, we were playing some Buy or Sell for some of the big games around the weekend. And uh, Wes wants to tell everybody who sponsors Buy or Sell.
1: Yes, our friend Kendall Walsh, uh, she's a realtor at the Moore Company. She sponsors our Buy or Sell every single week. We appreciate Kendall for that uh, she helped us uh, buy a house she can do the same for you 803-414-3590 work with Walsh uh, just remember that because it's work with Walsh at gmail.com it's work with Walsh on Twitter that's the Instagram as well uh, some of you may remember Kendall uh, she used to be Kendall Belt when she worked with the Gamecock Club uh, she is a two-time graduate of the University of South Carolina huge Gamecock fan and uh, she was telling me basically that there's a lot of kind of just scary things about the market scary headlines but If you are in that position where you want to buy a new home, you may be in a better spot than you think. So give her a no-obligation call, 803-414-3590. And if you're buying a house, then um, that commission actually comes – you you don't pay a thing, basically. That comes from the person who is selling the home. So if you're thinking about buying a house – Samuels Reynolds Law Firm, we've seen – Give her a call at 803-414-3590.
2: Uh, Colin Taylor, you know, gets everybody's picks for the the picks piece that you all have up on Gamecock Central. I may have been the only one, but I did send him a pick for Carolina against the open week. Do you guys have any thoughts on that?
1: Game I said thirty eight to three. Gamecock's big. You yeah. win the open week if you get everybody healthy.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll talk more about this team uh, from a big picture perspective heading into the second half of the schedule on Monday. That is all we have time for. Enjoy the weekend off for Carolina fans. Enjoy. One of the biggest college football weekends we have ever had, and we will be back to talk about it on
0: Monday. Ross Matthews talks to celebrities, friends, and people with interesting stories to tell. Who's saying, hello, Ross, this week, Chelsea Handler.
4: I'm not home enough to have a third dog. My housekeeper basically is their parent. I'm not going to get another dog so that she has to take care of another dog until one of these dogs exits.
2: It's a good move. I have three rescue dogs and only two hands. And when you're one person, that's too hard to do. I recommend
0: two max, okay? It's your foot, Ross. Hello, Ross. Available on YouTube or wherever you listen.